Happy Monday, Liberty Kitty Cats. And before we get into today's episode, I need to tell you about our friends at Lauren Zotti Italy. These guys are not only great coffee connoisseurs and entrepreneurs, they're also libertarians. They're also listeners of this show. They are also Patreon supporters of this show. So they are the kind of person that you want to support. So if you are a coffee drinker, please do head over to laurenzotti.coffee. That's laurenzotti.coffee, not .com. Use discount code LIONS at checkout for 10% off your order. And what's great about these guys, they don't just sell coffee. They also help people set up their own coffee shops. They have financing. Uh, They can rent equipment. They do so much to not only provide coffee for people, but also to help set up other people as entrepreneurs in that same space. What an awesome concept. So please do head over to Lauren Zotti, L-O-R-E-N-Z-O-T-T-I, laurenzotti.coffee. And don't forget to use discount code LIONS for 10% off your order. Kitty Cats, welcome back here to the flagship Lions of Liberty podcast. And uh, every week here on the flagship, you hear a lot of different things here from me. You hear a little little mix and match. You hear some interviews with some great leaders in the liberty movement. You hear some roundtable discussions. You hear some debates like we're going to have very soon between Dave Smith and Andy Craig. I'm looking forward to that one. But today, well, today is none of those things. Today is something different because once a month, we allow a listener, a patron of the show, uh, specifically at the Nittany level, for $50 a month, you too can get in this queue to essentially take over this program uh, for one episode. And today, that program, this program, has been taken over by longtime patron, uh, Mr. Anthony Meyer. And he wanted us to review a movie, a movie that goes by the name of Zardoz. Before I say anything else about this movie, I'm going to bring in my panel of expert movie watchers and drinkers, including and starting with my good friend, Mr. Howie Snowden. I'm going in the order that my my Zoom has us. Sure, yeah. This is, uh, it was quite... Quite now, we're not the, in the uh, review yet. Just say hi. Come on. You know how this works. You're diving yeah. into your, your, your grade. Like, yeah. Happy <laughs> to talk about it. I didn't, I didn't realize it was an Irish movie. I'm glad Straight I saw this. Straight into gear four with this one. Glad, glad I saw this 74 Irish classic. It's the Snowden way, and that you, of course, heard there, Mr. J.B. Lubin, the doctor of science from the city of brotherly love. And I'm not just saying that because I oh, never mind. Howie, what are you drinking there? Heineken? Uh, just some Stella. And you, J.B., that is what? I'm going to get some kind of... Fine scotch. Single malt, yeah. It's not fine, but Glenn Fodry, Speyside single malt, 12 years, cat strength. And you sound good. like you've already been dipping in for a little, a little bit of time here. One glass. I had a nip. Just a nip. Come on. Do you, do you add water I'm a to professional. cask? Do you add water to cask strength or just drink it as it is? No, I always add water to cask strength. Mm. I usually it's like add 40 one, to like 54% one alcohol. Or two That's cubes. a little and let it melt. That's my strategy. It's a little much for me. There's a Glen Livet Nadora that's a cask strength and it is excellent. It's aged in American bourbon barrels and even if you don't water it down, for some reason this scotch does not cause hangovers at all ever. It's so good. All right, and lastly, I'll have I've, to try it. I've got a man here who uh, managed to find time today to take to take time out of re- watching and reviewing and ranting about reality television to join us to rant about viewing something even more amazing than reality television. Uh, Brian McWilliams, host of Electric Liberty Land. 
This isn't Brian McWilliams, you stupid fuck. Oh, my. Sean Connery, <laughs> taking, taking my precious time out of my 90th birthday. What a surprise. Coming with you, Jardos, uh, one of my finest films. How did you get into Brian's mm. house, Mr. Connery? This is all very strange. And you, and you I've lived in the attic. For, I've lived in the attic, you know, doing all those Bond films. That anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure Brian <laughs> it's, lets... It's too, much, it's too much effort to keep it going. I'm pretty sure Brian lets anybody dr- dressed like that into his apartment. I'm actually certain that's true. Like Sean Connery from some Zardoz. Uh, Absolutely. If you show up to my, make it uh, for the record. If you show up wearing a red bandolero uh, with a long braid and a mustache, I will let you in. Just come up to my door. Knock on the door. Just say, I'm here for the, I'm I'm here for the giant head and I'll let you right in. (laughs) That outfit has a name. What is it? Bando, Bando what? Well, bandoleros is what cross your chest with bullets in them. Oh, yeah, that, I was going to say it's like that Southwest Mexican outlaw thing now. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, somehow it became a bikini, too, and I don't know how. <laughs> so that, that obscene red, like, whatever doesn't have a name. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to... Well, whatever it is. So you know, so the listeners at home know what we're talking about. If you're listening right now, just Google Zardoz and Sean Connery so you can see the outfit that we're talking about because you, you just must see it. It cannot be described. I I'm not describe. like, I'm not an uptight prude or anything, but I don't think men should be wearing that. <laughs> I think it was the highlight of the film, and I think I, I found my Halloween awesome. costume. I, I was just thinking that, yeah, JB. I'm with I found, you 100. Yeah, I think I found my Halloween costume for this year. So. Yeah, fully. Well, you I'm live in Southern Zardoz. California, so you might be able to pull it off <laughs> a lot better than me. I know. I might be uh, a bit nipply in Philadelphia. Well, that's what the bandoleros are for. They cover up your nips <laughs> and they keep your man parts nice and toasty. Well, I, I love how everybody, have you noticed, like, it, it's like a 70s art, arty film, right? Although it's a great, great movie. Have you noticed the ample nudity? I mean, the entire movie is just an excuse to show tits and ass and full bush. No wangs, unlike Game of Thrones, but just Ryan's ample amounts of nudity. I was shocked. I didn't think they allowed <laughs> there was, that. Uh, the there's animated wang. No, that was, that was the time. That, that was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was time. The 70s is when so it started coming out. So we got after that? Oh, no. yeah, for sure. No, for sure. We, everything that uh, the movies coming out in the 70s were probably the peak of what you could get away with and like the most kind of out there filmmaking. I think we've gone back for sure as a society as far as the, the movies we make and the well, concepts. Well, I would just say, topics, I would say, 100%. yeah, there, there are 70s movies that are basically pornos that were released like wide release and like they were more or less pornos. Yeah. And, I, and then I, I never- think we reeled it back a little bit. <laughs> I've never seen to Debbie does, does Dallas. Was that a seventies movie? I, was I a, believe so. Yeah, that actually or is 80s. a porno, though, right? Or that's is it a not legit porno. One? Yeah, oh, that's an actual porno. Yeah, oh. not an Italian art film. That's basically yeah. a porno. So, <laughs> Zod, like Caligula Zod does Dallas. Doesn't didn't Caligula come out in the seventies? I believe so, and I watched that with my father. <laughs> never, i never saw it but i'm familiar with the roman emperor so i could only imagine yeah it was like i mean that's one that's literally like jb saying it's just like a straight up porn so before i get into the review here's an interesting zardoz fact uh, as howie mentioned it is a uh, irish american film it was made in 1984 unlike many movies that are inspired by books this actually shocked me when i read this this movie inspired a book the book came out after the movie no yeah, like jaws like Jaws. <laughs> Zardoz, Zardoz, Jaws, a book coincidence? About Jaws? They did, yeah. 
There's so much to say about this movie, but I'm just going to try to go through it as best as I can based on the shoddy notes that I took while being in absolute awe of what I was watching. Uh, and then we can, you know, you guys can dive in whenever you want. And we will try because this is, in theory, a libertarian podcast. We'll try to find some themes somewhere, maybe. But we'll Oh, there's tons of themes in this. There are lots tons. of themes. There are lots of themes. But how, how libertarian are they? That is what we will discuss. I say but, at least um, 50%. Okay, okay well, we'll see. Uh, but this movie starts off with a narration from this like ridiculous wizard-looking character who has a clearly penciled-on uh, goatee, <laughs> and I, to the point that it's obvious they clearly pe- like it wasn't even trying to pretend to be real. It was it was meant to look ridiculous. I have to I have to think. I think it's one of the things I realized about this movie as I was going on. At first, it just seems like a really bad movie, like a, a, a like a just a cheesy movie, and it sort of is. But a lot of that, you, I think, you, I realize going on is, is sort of intentional. It's, it's almost part of the. Story story in a way so anyway but this guy is narrating his name is arthur frayne and he's also zardoz and he is immortal he informs us uh he also tells us that uh this this the story takes place in the future none of these events have yet occurred but they may and uh, he admits right off the bat that he's a fake god and he's convinced these people that he's a fake god and he's manipulated people so we cut to the uh present or the, at least the present uh when oh, it pertains oh, oh, to but the we'll story. Stop you real quick uh, did i already miss i uh, how, how long was it was anybody timing that before how he had to jump in <laughs> Well, no, I, no. I also want to jump in, but right, I want everybody to let you finish just, your initial so, ramble. So you didn't mention that this beginning part, it was like a floating head. Now, I, our, the our, floating head is my next, my next thing. You haven't seen our, the floating our, head. No, yet. not the floating head. The, the Arthur Frayne, they had him. His, it was like a, his head was like floating. It wasn't like oh, a... Okay, yeah. Early, oh, yeah, early yeah. chroma key. So, early really excited about the technology. So our puppy, Loki watches tv this is the first time he saw this floating head on the screen and he started freaking out barking at the tv (laughs) going nuts so i'm like trying to listen to what he's saying but i'm like oh my god this is hysterical i'm like recording videos of him barking and then like it goes to the next scene mark's about to talk about with a stone floating head and he doesn't like that either and he's going crazy barking at the tv okay i think we found your dog's weakness it's floating heads yeah well, I was just going to say, it's very, it reminds me very much of the Greek dramas. You know, it was kind of like opening up with this this floating head kind of giving you the synopsis of what's going on. So, I, you know, yeah, I it think did it have that. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that that's a good thing. I was trying to like pinpoint like what it felt like to me, almost like Shakespearean erotica. I wrote that down <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> like an overall thing. thing. How, how, yeah, Shakespearean thing? erotica do you watch that you're like, <laughs> do you know what this reminds me of? Shakespearean erotica. Yeah, ah, I was trying to ah. find, I was trying to find a term that encapsulates this mu- uh, movie. And I, I think it's more like the thing. Greek tragedies than Shakespeare. Yeah, was, it, totally. it was old timey, the, the, the way that the movie progressed. And I couldn't pinpoint like what like artistic theme it was, but it is Greek. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, it, I think, yeah, it's definitely Greek. Yeah. And by the way, top five weirdest openings to a film ever. Maybe like, top one. Fucking, yeah. It is absolutely insane. You want, you start watching, you're just like immediately, like, you know, some movies, it takes you a second. This one just right off the bat. You're like, what the fuck? Fuck. I, I, I said those words out loud immediately. I was like, what Seriously, is besides happening? the dog barking at the floating head, then we have the gun is good, penis evil. The gun is good, penis <laughs> yeah. is evil. Yeah. My wife's like, what the, what Go watching? forth and kill. How he's hijacking the recap here. But yes, this is a we hear these words from this giant rock face in the sky, which we find is Zardoz, or is is, is what these people believe to be Zardoz. Some of these people are just in these uh, those weird uh, bathing, uh, you know, bikini bandolera outfits with the high, knee-high boots, um, <laughs> including Sean Connery. <laughs> Some of them have like giant have like giant masks on that are sort of 
versions of that same head. Uh, so we realize these people worship this thing, this Zardoz, this giant rockhead, as a god. As how I mentioned, he uh, he says a bunch of things to them. He says that you know he gave them the gift of the gun. The gun is good. The penis <laughs> is evil. <laughs> the gun shoots death and purifies the earth. Uh, so that's all exciting. Uh, that's very interesting messaging he's sending to them. It's and like a cargo suddenly, cult. Suddenly we see that Sean yeah. Connery has a gun. He points it and then... Phew, we cut, we cut to a new scene, and suddenly... Yeah, he points it at us. He points it at us, yeah. yeah. He points it at the viewer. Wow. Yeah. JB's going deep on this. At me, specifically. I think he did point it at us, and I think he pulled the trigger. And I think that and we've been dead since then, and this entire rest of this movie is a dream, including this podcast. I've known for quite some time. I didn't want to tell you guys. Didn't want to bring you down. Well, should we even keep doing this, then? Well, we're yeah. dead. What else do we have to do? Ah, that's a good point. All right, moving along. <laughs> uh, so Sean Connery appears. He's like under some dirt inside the giant Zardoz head. He's poking around. He sees some naked bodies uh, encased in like plastic bags. And then he sees this uh, Zardoz or the man that introduced himself as Arthur Frayne uh, standing towards the edge. And, uh, you know, Connery. Can is... I just stop you real quick? Let's yeah, just make can. sure we're painting, a, we're painting a tapestry for people. Okay. They need Paint to away. know that the people that are in this head, they're encased in, yeah, like, you know, plastic bags, but they're also completely nude. Oh, I thought that was obvious. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sure people know just how much you, nudity is in this movie. You don't keep people encased in plastic with clothes on. That's just silly. No, definitely not. No. Definitely. I was angry every time I bought a toy as a kid that they weren't naked inside the plastic that they came in. Yeah, so uh, Zardoz sees Connery here, who we're still calling Connery because he hasn't given, been given a name in the movie at this point. Um, but he shoots Zardoz, and Zardoz floats away. He, like, falls off the head, but he doesn't really fall. He kind of just, like, floats away, and, and yeah. he's ranting and raving about how he, he could have shown him. He could have shown him something. We don't even know what. Um, so then Connery, we don't even know how. I guess he somehow knows how to fly the head, or the, fly, the head flies itself to the ground somewhere. <laughs> um, and uh, he He's back on the ground. He comes out. He starts exploring this village. And uh, the first thing I thought was that the future looks very oddly like the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, right? Wasn't that interesting? It's like super futuristic, well, then also medieval techniques. Like an they're, they're, they're kind of commies, so what do you expect? Goddamn commies. It's like, a, it's like the fucking commies <laughs> of the New Age with their iPhones, yet complaining about how we all should be going back and plowing, plowing uh, all the land together. I don't know. I'm kind of into the cottage core stuff. Cottage Is that core? another type of porn I don't know about? Cottage core is that like not, just not roughing yet. it? It's, it's it's like the aesthetic. There's hardcore. It's like the aesthetic of core. living in like like the land, the like cottage, the little like, you know. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, living in a cottage. <laughs> Why do we have to call yeah. it something core? <laughs> I don't. That's what they're calling it. That's what I, I'm like. What is this? I hear people mentioning it, so I googled it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of into that too. But as Brian mentioned, if we may, if <laughs> that would be a good porn genre as well. Yeah, but also almost sounds like what Gary Collins, uh, Mark's guest, was talking about. You know, getting out. I don't remember him talking about from porn. it all. Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought that's how he made the money. I think he really misinterpreted that ep- that episode. <laughs> well, Are you thinking about the coming? You thinking that's, the Vin Armani true. episode? The reason I love the flagship show is that one week you might hear uh, Jason Stapleton talking about nomadic wealth. Next week you might hear Gary Collins talking about simplifying your life. And the next week you might hear a bunch of idiots talking about this insane movie. That's what you get here on Lions Liberty. Exactly. You you can also hear Jason Stapleton talking about idiotic stuff on Bravo and Beer. That's true. You can, but they're not he a sponsor of today's episode, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're a sponsor of great podcasts because Unless we bring it to Brian you. Brian Venmo's me $7 right now. <laughs> hey, that's how we do this podcast worth $7. Uh, but, yeah, so I wanted to talk about another thing, too. When they get there, do you notice that all the, you know, like, 
Zed, well, we find out that Sean Connery. Ah, uh, spoiler. Zed. Yeah, spoiler alert. I'm trying to but lead them we find out he's here. Zed, and then he finds uh, a ring in Arthur Frayne's house, right? And it's projecting like all these different words, and it's like you know, images and words. And I liked how they accurately predicted that all of the assholes in the world would be using Z's for everything instead of uh, S's. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Did him being named Zed? Does this have anything to do with Pulp Fiction? Like Zed is dead. No, no, it's probably no. It's Z. So. It's it's foreign. So Z yeah, is just Z. Z. That's how Brits pronounce the letter Z. Oh, really? No. What Canadians yeah. and Z? Europeans. Yeah, his, his name is Z. Australians. Everyone yeah, the but us. Z. Yeah, we're the only ones that say Z. Yeah. If you go to the Z. zoo there, Whoa. they're like, "Have you seen yeah. the zebra?" And you're like, "Zebra." You what British do the, what do the Spaniards call it? It's not Z or Z. I don't know. Do they lisp it at you? They look they, I think it's call, probably Zed. They call like why isn't it like oubliettes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, eglec. It means uh, at least in French, why is Greek I and literally translated eglec. So it's probably that in Spanish. <laughs> I love language. <laughs> Stay tuned. Weird tangent. Lions of Liberty Spanish classes. It's just pronounced like like basically like S. The pronunciation, not what they call it. Zebra. No, Zebra. I'm saying it's like the, the sound that it makes it in Spanish. Dude, it doesn't sound I took, like a Z. There's no I took Sp- Spanish. Spanish class with Pete Hill. And it was Welcome crazy. to Linguists of Liberty here on the Lions <laughs> Liberty podcast, the brand new show that we're launching. So, so I did take Spanish with Pete Hill and they would like, you'd have I to. Yeah, how he in, says Pete Hill is like it's a. a, a you'd have to speak in Spanish know. like in class. It was very intimidating. So we would like drink before class. So it's much more easier and comfortable. Best way to learn language here at Linguists of Liberty. Let's take a drink. Our, our, our professor, <laughs> Gillian Lord, she would also, for our like quizzes, you'd have to go meet her at the bar and you'd like do a shot and then speak some Spanish. And then. And then, wow, how many of her students ended up oh. fucking her? I say. It, it's so funny because she was attractive. Woo. Her name was Gillian Lord. Doesn't it sound like a porn star name? <laughs> no, I it sure does. Her. Is she still teaching? I don't know. But I do recommend that class. It's really, really <laughs> incredible the number of porn references and that have already been made in this episode. Took two seconds. Oh, she is not bad. And this is the current picture. I can imagine 20 years ago when we were there. Yeah, this is probably like 2000. Yeah, 20 years ago. Not bad at all. Little uh-huh. redhead action or little... Well, hopefully got a little, her... She's got her like turtle tattoo on her ankle. <laughs> hopefully her innocent uh, <laughs> wow. 11-year-old You're son does listen to this show. Uh, Howie, that's called Tortuga. Clearly, the class did not take with you. Tortuga. No, I knew that. <laughs> I even know all the Spanish animal sounds, like the dogs say, gua, gua, and the roosters say, kikariki, kikariki. Wow. <laughs> they don't say cockadoodle-doo all, all, like All I know is Spanish people and Mexican people sometimes do. They tell you about typing ha, 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 or he, he, he. They type g g g g j e j e j j j j j Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this is what the rest of the show is going to be. No more Zardoz. Linguists of Liberty. This is officially Linguists of Liberty. Let's start that one. I'm, it's the exact I'm all in same on thing. That. Ha, 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 ha. J-A, J-A, J-A. It's it, but that's what, what is in their language. That's when you know that you're playing with Brazilians and wow, and you should get in another group. No, Brazilians pronounce J's normally, like Jose Mourinho. But, when they, speak t- but when they type I'm not it, when they type them. it. All I know is a lot of crime in Brazil, including rape. So let's get back into this, where we learn about all the people that Zardoz raped. Or no, Zed Spoiler raped. alert. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's not at the rape yet. He, he does not respect oh, the I don't know when we're going to get through this thing. Let's take it forever. We're going to get through it when you guys let me. Zed does not respect the nap. Yeah, we just did talk about languages for like 10 minutes. So. <laughs> I mean, that's Let, not my let's, fault. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get, get back into on the track language here. of love. <laughs> I guess it's all my fault, because I'm the host. The forced I... language of love. <laughs> 
I allowed this to air on my, on my own <laughs> podcast, so that's my fault from the beginning. Uh, anyway, we do eventually find out from Zed uh, poking around Arthur Frayne's house and then talking to the ring that the year is, in fact, 2293, even though it doesn't look like what we might imagine that might look like. And this little computer system is calculating something. It's saying, like, oh, the, it's calculating the surpluses and needs. So it's basically like how he said, like a communist commune. There's a central computer that's calculating what people need and what people want and blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Sean Connery requests meat. He just says, Meat <laughs> and or Brian, how does he say it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that wasn't a great impression. That anyway. was the, yeah. yeah it's Sean Connery doesn't say meat that special. It's got, you need you need the ashes. It's all about the ashes with Sean Connery. So he tries to grab the holographic meat, only to find out that he can't do that. Uh, we also find out from a, a hologram of Arthur Frayne uh, that he is in Vortex Four. Something called Vortex Four is where they are located right now, or where where they is it where they're yeah, it's where they are right now, right? It's the vortex, right? Um, yeah. Oh, no, see. no. They went through the vortex to the, get to this the areas because the vortex is like a protected barrier that okay. the uh, the other men, the, you know, the brutals and the uh, the chosen can't get through. Okay. So um, Sean Connery's still poking around. He sees this naked chick on a horse. Uh, he also just tries to shoot at. So he also wanders down to the lake and this weird uh, lady approaches him. I think that's uh, May, right? And um, he tries to shoot her, but it just uh, just fucks him up. He can't shoot her. It's, and it, Brad, what does he say? He's like, am, am I dead? I can't do the Connery. Oh, yeah. What does she say? She says oh. like, sh- yeah, she says, uh, is this? He said he was there what? to like find the afterlife or something like that. He's like, is this the afterlife? He's like, he's like, well, do, you, do you think you're, do you feel like you're dead? And he looks, he looks around like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even respond. Am I dead? <laughs> Am I dead? No, you're Zed. Am I dead? Um, <laughs> Zed's dead. You uh, I'm Zed. George anyway, Jed. moving on. See, it George, does, yeah, t- it does tie in. It does tie she's in. She's got that is crazy, dead, baby. She's got crazy psychic motherfucking powers. This redhead, who's very unattractive, by the way, for those of you playing at home. Yeah, this one's not great. The redhead, more- the freckly one. The freckly one's not great. All these uh, old of all people, the naked people you see in this movie, probably the least attractive. <laughs> all the old typey people look the same to me. It's like, they, oh, no, Consuela is considerably hotter than me. Consuela is Consuela is uh, quite strikingly beautiful. Consuela yeah. clearly takes the cake here. I mean, no, no she's definitely it. considerably hotter than May. May is the frankly faced no. one, right? See, I couldn't even, I can't even think it though because watching it the whole time in the back of my mind, I know this was in '74, and they're so like disgusting now. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> That's not like nice. you know. I these people could be listening to the show right now. Uh, I googled what Consuela looks like now just to see. And, you know, she held up okay. Really? Yeah, that's not nice, Howie. Then again, Sean Connery's still a handsome man. Sean, I'm surprised we didn't record this on his birthday, which is like two days ago. Brian referenced it. I don't know if I know. Oh, was it really? We should have. Howie, if if you didn't peek behind the curtain, we could have pretended we did. Mm. Yeah, thanks a lot, Howie. exposed it. Um, Sean Connery, by the way, still the only man. (laughs) The only man I'd let have sex with me. Definitely still Sean Connery. Uh, we then find out, uh, so Connery is being now interrogated. He's not even seen. the best James Bond. Oh, wow. Well, let's, let's not start that whole controversy today. That's going to be too much. <laughs> it's a different uh, show that Howie will lose. It, it's Roger is it Moore. Peter Howie. Moore, then? No, I don't Peter. know. I've never heard of Peter Moore, but it is Roger Moore. Pierce Brosnan. Roger Moore. All right, do we have to take a break? To, do we have to take a break to rank the Bonds right now? Is that what you're going to make us do? Oh. Is that what's going to happen? I'm gonna, uh, Number one, Idris Elba in the future. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I do. I don't really think Pierce Brosnan was the best James Bond. I was just saying that to try to get Brian to rage, but it didn't work. So I'm just on. content to let it pass. <laughs> I, we all know Sean Connery's the best. It's ridiculous. I know. I know. I let it go. 
You knew I couldn't possibly believe what I was saying. <laughs> of course not. No. I'm just going to allow you, it to play itself out. You didn't step into out. my trap. It's like when people try to pretend Michael Keaton's not the best Batman. This is ridiculous. I know. Michael Keaton's by far the best Batman. By far. Fucking yeah, he is. But you know Bale what? Shit. You know what? If Christian Bale didn't, rank the Batmans? If Christian Bale didn't do the stupid voice, he might have come close. <laughs> eh. Michael I feel Keaton like I feel like Adam West Batman has to be ranked in almost a different category because he's not he's obviously not playing even the same essentially the same character he's playing basically yeah. you know uh, cheesy Batman and the rest are playing serious Batman but if I had to rank them I'm going obviously Keaton number one and the bottom is going to be of course Clooney and Kilmer I don't know which is worse there they're both pretty fucking bad to yeah. be quite, quite, quite I didn't frank. even watch those worse than Affleck. Affleck, yeah, Affleck was is, oh, yeah. Affleck I was, was trying to build like, up to the fact that Affleck is my number two behind Michael Keaton, even above what? Christian Bale. No, Christian Bale Affleck, above Affleck for sure. You guys are fooling. I, I didn't even awesome. watch those movies, but I know Ben Affleck. Val Kilmer is the worst like, for me. He's number one. But like, he was. He, he's number last, I guess. He's number last. He was awesome playing Jim Morrison in The Doors, though. And he sang all those songs, too. That doesn't give him a pass on it. Oh, that shows yeah, you how that has shitty, nothing how to do with Batman. Yeah. No, it does not. That shows you how talentless you had to be to and be And also, the doors Jim Morrison can't be Batman, so um, I'm just all saying, the more reason he shouldn't I'm have just saying him. it's valid to shit on Val Kilmer for his Batman performance. But let's not forget, he did some great acting in this day. He did. And also in Top Secret. I believe it. And also in Top Gun. I'm not decrying the man's acting. Skills. All the top, all the movies that start with Top, Val Kilmer's <laughs> amazing in. <laughs> Little known fact. Name a movie Val Kilmer's in that starts with Top that he's not great in. You can't. Hey, and he was Top in or tr- the bottom. He was in True Romance. Did a pretty fine job there. True. All right, True now romance. we have to rank. Well, the anyway, Christian Slater movies because you mentioned. Oh, Slater. gleaming the cube! Cuffs. Gleaming the cube! Cuffs number one with a bullet. Cuffs number one with a bullet. Have you guys seen Gleaming the Cube? Yes. I had to pay like ninety dollars to get it on DVD because it was never released on DVD. But someone took like a VHS tape and like put it on a DVD, and I bought it for ninety bucks. Ninety bucks for free. Dude, it was the only person who had a DVD copy of Gleaming the Cube. I don't have a VHS <laughs> player anymore. It's actually Christian Slater himself. That's the only way he's making money right now. <laughs> Selling bootleg copies of Gleaming the Cube to people like Howie. Man. <laughs> hey, kid, you want a copy of Gleaming the Cube? That's my Christian Howie. Slater. That's all I got. Howie. It's is basically he, is Jack he still cool? Higher boys. Is he still cool? Christian Slater? Yeah. I don't think so. Like, he could he, he can't do like a voice over cartoons? Why, why would it, I presume have, that he's not? Was yeah. he in some TV show recently? Cooler than you. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's been in voice. That's not really saying stuff. much. And he was in yeah. that show about the cultists. <laughs> Pretty low liked, bar, Mark. <laughs> with uh, Kevin Bacon in it, I think. Oh, I like Kevin Bacon. All right, All right. let's get back. We're ranking the track. Kevin Bacon. Okay. <laughs> we've, we've done enough sidebars here. I mean, this whole show is a sidebar, let's be honest. From, from Actually, can I tell a really funny Kevin Bacon story? Whoa, look is at it, this Is guy. it going to be that funny, though? If it involves you personally I think interacting it is. with him. Yeah. So you know how he is in a, a band like the Bacon Brothers? him and like i guess his brother or whatever anyways a friend of mine saw them at a bar in philly and he went up to them they pretended like they didn't know who kevin bacon was but his brother like oh you're the guy from the bacon brothers we fucking love your band and it's like totally ignored kevin bacon there's like <laughs> fawning all over his brother that is funny i don't know that, that, is, thought, that right. is funny i appreciate let's move that. on let's move on i want to take a moment to acknowledge that how he actually had an interlude that did live up to to the what he was saying <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, it was amusing, which is all you so, ever offered. So right. I have a moment of silence. Uh, 
All right, my Liberty Kitty Cats, I need to take a quick moment here, not for a moment of silence, as uh, may have been suggested there by JB, but I am going to use this moment to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors, the North Spokane Hemp Company. These guys are amazing sponsors all year round because they bring people an amazing product known as CBD. It's the part of the cannabis plant that does not get you high, but it is known to help you with many, many effects, including inflammation, insomnia. Uh, many people use it to help their dogs that have uh, you know hip problems and this sort of thing, problems with their joints. But right now, for a very, very limited time only now through Labor Day, you can get a 25% discount. That's right, 25% discount on your order over at North NorthSpokaneCBD.com. That's North Spokane, S-P-O-K-A-N-E, North Spokane CBD.com. Just use discount code LIONS at checkout to get that 25% off your entire order. Let's get back to this ridiculous review. What do you say? Now, uh, back to Zed. If you even remember what movie we're talking about at this point, friends. Uh, Zed is now being interrogated, or this is where you find out his name is Zed. Uh, he's kind of like on this table, and they're viewing his uh, sort of his his memories, I guess, on this screen. And then he, they're also asking him questions, and uh, he says that- Can I kill- stop you for a second there and just Absolutely. point out something? I guess, well, re- again, remember the tapestry we're painting here, Mark. He's in a room. They're probing his mind. Now, what is all over the room? It's got glass windows and glass walls. What do we see all around the room? More I don't remember. Products. I was drinking pretty heavily when I watched this. It was all naked people. <laughs> Literally, well, the walls were covered in naked people, kind of like in Rick and Morty, where the walls are covered in naked Mortys. Just again, have to stop you to point this out. All naked people. The drawings, right? They were like drawings, weren't they? Or am I thinking no, of they, were, they, they were real no, naked people. I'm thinking of what he was in the house. Laying against the glass. Because they, they, well, again, spoiler alert, but they're, you know, coming back. Huh, man, so many spoilers here. Uh, yeah, Brian, whenever Brian mentions painting the tapestry, just so you know, he's about to tell you. Can you where, spoil a movie people. from 1974? It's yes. very, <laughs> in this context, you can. Absolutely. Would you, yeah. like, would, I wrote, look, would you listen is, to a podcast review of a movie you haven't watched yet? Well, I, 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 yes. guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee thousands of people are literally doing that right now. Maybe Without for the last time, but, but they're doing it right now. They but might look, be hitting the unsubscribe button. Because- no, if you cared about being spoiled. Yeah, I, there was another, I, I there was another part about that I don't know sentence. why people care. I like to know what happens. It's still interesting to see it play out on the screen. Like, if you told me you were making a movie and you told me the plot, I'm like, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I want and, to see it when it comes out. And I see well, like, the plot oh, and yeah, the conclusion are cool. different things. And then no. in this movie in particular, I think it'd make absolutely no difference whether you know the entire plot beforehand or not. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it makes a goddamn difference, honestly. So, I think I could get more out of it every time I watched it, just like reading the Bhagavad Gita. There's so many layers you. to this. Mm. It's, it's a deep movie, well, for real. It's like a hairy onion. We're adding layers every minute here with the Bacon Brothers and uh, the Batman rankings. Anyway, um, Zardoz, we find, is a, well, no, we, we find that Zed, who he says his name is Zed, he kills for Zardoz. He is an exterminator. That's what he says his, his job was for Zardoz. And we see through one of his memories that apparently he also rapes for Zardoz because we see yeah. a, a little rape scene when he is <laughs> raping a woman with one of the giant Took a Zardoz woman. helmets on. Took a woman in his name. And I like that they breed but and I multiply for the rulers. Like, you know, there's I certain people that, that are allowed. Yeah, it was like, like you're high ranking if you're allowed to breed. Yeah, yeah, I, I so, took a miss. Is that what's going on? Because I, I got, that kind of confused me because I thought the penis was bad. Well, that's the well, thing. Well, here's though. the thing. So well, only the children <laughs> are allowed. He, so it's selective breeding, which we find out. Uh, you know, yeah, the movie see, goes along. Yeah, the whole so there's, that, there's that, but there's also 
to like Bill Gates, you can't have overpopulation, but you do need to continue your line of workers to do all the work for you. Right. Yeah, this Arthur Frank character was, you know, we know he was manipulating all sorts of things. Uh, he was a George Soros of his day. <laughs> uh, sort of. Yeah, you could say that. I um, like him better, though. So the, he, the didn't, he didn't eat the Nazis, at least. I think Wait a minute. So, Zardoz, <laughs> Soros, Sardoz. Oh. <laughs> Don't give it away. <laughs> all right all anyway right. uh man consuela who we find out is her the other one's name uh are saying that this is their first direct contact with this place they call the outlands in years which apparently is the the place that uh, uh zed here and all those other brutalists as they call them uh were from uh they find out that arthur frayne is dead but they can't see the memory they can't see the actual part where zed shoots him they just know that he fell out of the the thing and is dead uh but they can't access that part of the memory so it seems that for some reason, Zed has the ability to block them from seeing certain memories, and uh, they are not sure what to do, so they are going to bring up a vote uh, to kill him. <laughs> and I also, made the note here that, <laughs> I also made the note here that Consuela is hot. Yes, as, as Consuela we, as we is hot. Noted. Uh, we also learned, yeah, like you said, only the Chosen can breed. Why didn't and, they uh, just make him old or put him in like the home? Well, because she wants to study them, and because Howie, uh, you're, I mean, like, don't why, know about why, that yet? That's like, why. why would we they? Don't know, but we know why, why. there's a specific reason. They seemed very reluctant to kill until that one dude, like, well, Consuelo wants him. to kill, but there's reasons behind why they don't kill him and why May is defending him, as we will learn. Okay, or will we? We might not get that. Well, Howie apparently didn't learn it, and he watched the whole movie, but we learned it. Yeah, and then he's just in the flashback. You just see how brutal like Sean Connery is. He's just on a horse, and the way he's gunning, he's gunning down these like regular people that aren't wearing these ridiculous uh, bikini bandolero outfits. And, yeah, uh, and like, what were they called again? Like, what is? I, it, it was difficult to understand like the social structure of this future. Like, you have these enforcers in the you know the bikinis, <laughs> which Zed is part of, and you have like this <laughs> underclass, and you have the immortals. They all worship Zardoz, and but Zardoz specifically commands uh, the red bikini troops, as we'll call them, I guess, at uh, to be like they're basically the yeah they're basically the, the slave masters, even though they're sort of slaves themselves. You know, they're yeah, it's, the, it's okay, clear. yeah. It's so they're clear. the masters. They're the they do, they do the slave work for the communists to get the food that they're distributing to the different places, but they can't have overpopulation, so they got to kill all these people because. You know, communist miss. You know the the whole they price misallocate thing, those resources. The, the whole the price thing. They can, they can only feed so many people, so they got to kill all the extras. Yeah, because they got to be there busy making the green bread that we see that everyone eats in this village. This delicious yep. looking green passing bread. it around creepily. Um, no, yes. never mind. God. I was well, going to say is- uh, you know, they show they 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 so they bring in or maybe I'm calling, falling forward a little bit here, but they bring in everybody right and they vote they don't kill them. But I liked how the men were so uh, beta male to use the phrase that is tossed around now. Like every man in the future is very kind of like meek and timid yeah. and like there's no br- like the brutals are the manly men and it reminds me of the beta males of today you know the, the sneaky peats that try to be very feminist and then try to sneak in the back way to have sex sneaky <laughs> peats <laughs> again sneaky they're, peats. again they're they're commies it should not be surprising no exactly but, but, carry, it, but, but again, this is where like things like I, I noted things this movie that i was like wow they were really ahead of the curve here you know like sean connery's the brutal like man man and then you get up here and it's all kind of like very fake. Are commies known as soft? 
They certainly do a lot of murdering for me. I well, I've never considered that comic should be no, soft. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, what are you talking you, about? You're, you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. Commies are not soft at all. You're totally yeah. right. But these leftists in America that pretend to be commies are very soft. But real yeah. commies, no, yeah, you're right. I've been the mixing with, I've been mixing with real commies recently. They're like pro guns. <laughs> You've been mixing pro, with like, them? <laughs> yeah. Going to mix yeah. I, I thought they just murder for fun last I checked my historical record so so oh, I, yeah. I i observe them but i interject sometimes like i interjected in one of their posts today where they were shitting on the cops and i'm like that's right they're only here to protect the elite arm yourselves and then i'm second guessing like should i really be telling communists to arm themselves but I'm like yeah everybody should be armed everybody should be armed it's fine but then i got a bunch of likes so it's kind of like yeah yeah they don't protect the elite let's arm ourselves <laughs> Yeah, so, real uh, communists are hard, but these fake prog bougie punks are not. Yeah. So wait, so do we get to the point where he meets um, the blonde-haired guy? I, yes, I didn't that's, that's where we are. So I'll let you recap okay. this, but I won't friend. let you do it until I tell you what I named this person. His his name in the movie is Friend, but I named friend, him. Yeah. I think I think you're gonna like this. I named him Rico McCartney because he looked like Rico <laughs> and Paul McCartney had a baby and grew it up. Looks like what his son's gonna look up to be. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I thought he looked a little like. Um, Friend will now be referred to as Rico McCartney only. Thank you, Rico McCartney. Is I Paul like McCartney it. still alive? Yeah, it depends on unless you think Paul is dead. Paul it depends dead. on if you think eating la, our eating next conspiracy being corner. a leftist fuckball is alive. I don't. Um, okay, so he meets is, is Ringo alive, or did he get stabbed or something? The, the no, Ringo thing alive. is Ringo was never alive. That's the weird thing. He was always. But didn't Ringo. somebody like creep into his place and stab him? Yeah, uh, well, I think that did happen. And I, I only thought know that guy looks a little like Joe's Gene Wilder to me. Doesn't he look like he Gene did, Wilder? Yeah, he, he did a little Gene a Wilder to him. Yeah, totally. That's that. more That's accurate, but less funny. Was Gene Wilder <laughs> not, not acting in 74? Because he would have been good in this. No, I'm, I'm almost certain he was, right? Yeah. Absolutely. He was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if oh, you want to view Paradise, then Chuck Hardy shoots him in the head. All right. So tell us about Friend and what goes Rico McCartney, a.k.a. Friend. At first, you think he's like this kind of asshole, right? Because he's, he's very smart-alecky, and he treats, treats him kind of like shit. And then he starts to explain to Zed as he's taking him around. And by the way, one of the funniest scenes, like they're going around in the cart, and he meets uh, you know, the, the people that don't care anymore. Like the, what do they call them? The uh, apathetic, right? You remember that scene? Yeah. So friends, ta- friends taking I, Zed I, around. I think that's first, where I'm at. <laughs> Okay, so first he takes him down into one of the most hilarious scenes I've ever seen of uh, special effects in the 70s, where friend first takes him down into his friend den, or his McCarthy hole, or whatever you want to call it. Friend den's there's, like, this Friend den's fr- good. The friend den. So it's got this, like, mirrored pyramid, and uh, they go in the side of it, and he's supposed to just kind of, like, disappear down it. And Sean Connery, because there's no special effects, he just goes to the side and then pretends to be floating down slowly into the hole. <laughs> it looks fucking ridiculous. It looks again, terrible. Uh, That's again, what it looks I like. was drinking heavily, but didn't he like break something in there by accident? Uh, yeah, he did. He was he was helping friend clean up, and he broke he like broke something. But um, but friend takes him around, or Rico McCarthy, McCarthy takes him around, and he takes him in this cart, giving out the green bread and shit to these people called the apathetics. And they just stand around. And basically, this is what I kind of like because I, I thought it was a good, again, a good future commentary on society today. These people are so apathetic because they live forever. They have everything they need. They don't have anything to worry about. And we learn that you can commit psychic violence, which I think is very pertinent today. 
So as Zed is carting friend around, and they're in this apathetic part where Sean Connery does manage to squeeze the best-looking one's titties, and you get to see them because this is the 70s. Is that an NAP violation? Is this when he threw the woman in the I, hay if, and if it was kind of raper? Because, care, is it? Because she was so apathetic. He's like, oh, I'm not going to have sex with an apathetic. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is right before that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So right before that. So it, <laughs> you know, the friend's ring flashes up, right? That's how they all communicate. And it flashes this hologram trial. And this guy, George, he goes, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to commit psychic violence. I have these, I have no thoughts. And then I think it's the same scene where he goes, I hate you. I yeah, hate does. you all. And then Arthur Friend goes, I'm with you, George. And I was like, yeah, Arthur. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, Friend. A friend was great. So there's this psychic violence trials where you don't have to do anything, but negative thoughts, kind of like 1984. Negative thoughts will get you put on trial in society. Yeah, he was just thinking poorly about the rest of the elite people. So that was enough. Yeah. For him to I, get I, I didn't even catch that because of due to my heavy drinking. <laughs> it was one of the most important parts of the movie. Well, how are you? This is still 15 minutes into the movie, so you probably haven't caught much else the rest of the way if you were that drunk then. Well, that we're glad true. to have this you here. Very early well, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was too too early for my main takeaway, but to me, this whole thing screamed about yeah, it's like, like too early for your like main like how how Freud talked about like the death drive and like the fact that, like if you were gonna like live forever, how awful that would be. And even yeah. well, we us, haven't even gotten to this part yet. Even even us, we're not living forever, but I, we kind of do that self sabotaging death drive type shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. With society today, we all have it. Like, people don't realize how good they have it. Like, we wouldn't have these fucking riots in the streets over, you know, over smaller things. Not to say a man's dying isn't a, isn't a, a, a big thing, but you would not have this level of, like, discontent if people realize just how fucking good they have it. Yeah, right? not really. And the fact that we have it so good, the fact that people are at home getting paid by the government to not work and it enables them to go out and riot for 87 nights in a row that doesn't happen yeah. if you literally have to go fucking farm to put food in your mouth to feed your children. It only like happens it, in societies like this. Like in France with the yellow vest? Well, no, thing. it only happens in places where they're cities. Like, again, rioting and, like, well, yeah, riot, but JB, the first riot came lock and step with the first city. Okay? But, but JB, like, probably true. In France, when they had the yellow vest things going on for, like, a couple of years now, because the people had to work, they worked during the week and then they went and like protested and rioted on the weekends. But then they went back to work for all week. And right. it's like, but I don't know, we took that away. We took the way the need to work because government just sends you a check. Here's your riot check. Go riot, folks. Well, anyway, getting back on track, <laughs> I wrote this note down. I think it's a note that really sums up the movie. What a great role. You get to fondle boobs, wear a braid, and you have that great outfit. Yeah, I wonder if you had to keep it. <laughs> I hate that outfit. You're an idiot, Howie. You don't even you're the person that would be most likely to wear that outfit. No way, year. Man. Of all no the way, people man. that can hate the outfit, you're the one that's opposing it. Get out of here. I think we're most learned... likely to wear a red bikini, Howie Snow. Not me. Yeah. Well, if it was like a real red bikini, not that. <laughs> well, my next note, I have to let Mark take over now because my next, my next note is not till a note about uh, having better boner animations. Well, that's so. coming right up next, but first. Okay, good. <laughs> first we find <laughs> out that, So you also noted that? <laughs> uh, well, I noted the boner animations. I didn't really, I didn't <laughs> I make missed, a commentary about it. whether they needed to be better or not. But um, yeah, I mean, 
this is where we the, the what's interesting is the guy's sentence i think he's sentenced to age three years or, or you find mm-hmm. that out afterwards i think when they're kind of riding back and sean connery's pulling friend and uh yeah he basically explains like when when you're sentenced to when you're you're not imprisoned uh you're not sentenced to death you're just sentenced to age a certain number of years so i think this one guy was sentenced to age like three more years so he just gets three years older that that's his sentence. that that's yeah. what they explained which is why i was so shocked when they just killed friend well, a little while later Jeez, they, just they just killed well, him they just killed him they, they didn't, didn't kill, kill him howie they didn't My kill God. him we are so fucked these things that you're talking about it's well howie outrageous. clearly is going to add a lot to this conversation howie's wasn't not going to be what, a professional wasn't he don't like, quit your day job howie to uh, like i know you can get like reborn or whatever reconstituted but they straight up killed him with their thoughts no, why don't we try to get there naturally howie? why don't we try to get there naturally howie How about all right that? all right all right all right, yeah, and, and Brian's correct. None of that happened. Uh, anyway, uh, Brian, I think, <laughs> and then uh, uh, in this one scene though, when they're with the apathetics and uh, a friend is describing them, uh, he tells uh, Sean Connery he can go have his way with one of them, the one whose booby grabbed. So he literally takes the chick and just throws her into this bunch of hay. <laughs> yeah, and this then, bale um, of hay. That was my favorite part of the movie, by the way. That was hilarious. Then I don't starts, know what that says about me. Probably yeah. not good things. And she's probably not, <laughs> probably not good things about any of us. And she doesn't move. She's she's a dead fish he's trying to like make love to her and or whatever i guess it would be called rape maybe because make she doesn't love. seem to be reacting <laughs> i'm gonna make love to you woman and um <laughs> and, uh, shall we make love in zardoz time once once if he realizes a, if that's a deal breaker he also would not be able to have sex with the korean prostitute Ooh. i'm gonna move i'm just gonna move uh, I, guess you haven't had, I, I guess you haven't met hey, very you. Many good korean prostitutes <laughs> No, no, no. Like, you want, if you don't want them to just lay there, you got to go with the Filipinos. Are you telling me your, ter- so, your current so they wife, say, so they, so your I've, current wife so doesn't lie like that for you? So I refuse I've heard. to believe that. I believe anybody looking up at Howie Snowden has that exact same reaction. Next time, I'm just going to record a five-minute segment of Howie re- recapping the movie and then air that. I think that's, I think, you know what we should do? As a pride bonus, we should record Howie recapping the movie on his own for 10 minutes see it, it doesn't be hilarious it, it doesn't work i need to hear you guys say stuff to like trigger no you don't you try to no, get your final thoughts like, one minute into the show <laughs> no 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 like drunk history i'm like how, how are you doing you're like well my lesson my takeaway from this film no i'm just is. saying i i need somebody to feed me something for me to play off of is all it just can't Look, be we can call it me. we can Wait, call he, it how he's history he needs someone to remind him of the movie which he clearly doesn't remember yeah yeah yeah. like like yeah, you say something that i forgot <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah here's some stuff about it <laughs> like one of the main characters not being dead <laughs> all right now movie. howie go on mute while brian describes the pe- the the boner animation scene Okay, so they take they take Zed back down after they go around. They bring him back down because they're. Oh wait, no! They have all I missed the- something important. I missed something important. Is this, this is okay, actually well. important to the plot? Uh, he gets angry when he realizes this woman is like a dead fish and isn't like he really does, conscious. Yes. And he gets so mad, he throws this barrel against the wall and he starts wrecking shit. Just starts n- knocking everything over. But then we see that the girl woke up, like she she came to life a little bit. So mm-hmm. his his wrecking shit seemed to spark some sort of consciousness in the apathetics. So uh, that's a uh, the that's base important base uh, human emotion base also, human uh, reaction. Note to self, don't take Sean Connery to a Korean whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where any of those... Where any I think of Sean Connery would t- know better whorehouse than you do. He'd have to take you to a good whorehouse. That's sure probably the would. better recommendation. Yeah, I, yeah, of course. I'm just saying. Howie, I'm just talking about stereotypes. I'm not speaking from experience. I hear your bitches just lie there like dead fish. Take <laughs> you That's to where what Sean say. Connery gets his rocks off. <laughs> For all of those tuning in to find a libertarian podcast, 
Thank you for being my here. wife. And we hope you're enjoying yourself. Little dog out because the little dog's loud and probably woke the baby up. I promise, eighty-five percent of this podcast three days a week is usually libertarian stuff. Actually, we are talking about libertarian stuff. I'm, I'm bringing it back around. Don't worry. You're if right. we actually make it to the libertarian stuff before I have to jump off in 25 minutes, I will I will tell you what's libertarian. That's all going to be up to him. Dude, people aren't here for the libertarian it's, stuff. It's true. It's disgusting how much power he has. Okay, so anyway. So yes, they, the chick, she like kind of wakes up and looks because she's stirred by actual human emotions rather than this, uh, this sterilized environment where you can't have negative thoughts or feelings. So they take Zed back down and they're examining him and they want to vote on whether or not, because Consuelo has been really campaigning to get rid of him. Like, you know, she, she hates him. He hates, she hates what he stands for. So she's campaigning to just put him to death. So they have him down there and they're trying to monitor his sex drive, right? So, so they're showing him images of like, again, to paint the tapestry. Uh, soaked up titties and uh, just sex and just all these graphic images of, of uh, erotica to try to measure his sex drive, what gets Zed aroused. And in one of the funnier scenes of the movie, <laughs> Zed doesn't get aroused looking at the porn. And then after they stop playing it, he looks over at Consuela and just stares at her and starts to get a boner. And then, and then leading up to this, they're explaining, because none of these guys get boners anymore, apparently, because they have no need to reproduce in this new society, the upper echelon. Because they are reincarnated by uh, the uh, the tabernacle. And they eat too much name soy. Of, I the think name too. of the computer is the tabernacle. They, they didn't say it outright, but I think they're eating too much soy. Probably. But Probably. the funniest thing is they show a, a very 1970, like if you've ever been to a planetarium as a child, like a laser, it was like a laser dildo style of like this most disjointed cock animation getting hard that I've ever seen. And then another fantastically hilarious moment in the movie. Agreed. Should we skip to the end? JB is the scientist here. Dr. Science, how many times have you been into a planetarium to see a penis erection uh, in lasers like that? Uh, Two or three times, I think, you know. To get your it's usually It's usually one of those, you know, uh, Frank, Franklin Institute late night events that, you know, have alcohol <laughs> and Wait. penis light shows. Franklin? <laughs> like Yeah, as in Benjamin Franklin. Oh, I was thinking of the, what was the Franklin scandal with the CIA and the pedophiles? What? <laughs> I don't know. Mark, do not know. Mark, you know what I'm talking about, right? The, no, not like, at all. Why would I know what you're talking about? I'm, I'm reviewing Zardoz, Howie. I'm here for one reason and one reason. <laughs> okay, never mind. All Back right, to Zardoz. Now, now yeah. uh, Zed is now, we go, go to see where Zed is uh, talking to May. Uh, he's basically just like working there now while they figure out what to do with him. Uh, and uh, she says that Zed is a mutant and that he has breeding potential. Uh, and he's va- she says that he's she's discovered through these tests that she's doing that he's vastly mentally and physically superior to everyone there. So she's actually like afraid of him. She's like, you know, we we gotta kill you. Like you you can you can kill us. Uh, but then she basically agrees. Well, no, I want to study you more and I want to see what's going on here. So uh, she well, hold on, let's to- pause a minute. If we're talking libertarian themes, you can't just go over that part. We I, part? we have to destroy you because you can destroy us. Is that not what we see from the ruling elite in this country where they want to destroy anything that could possibly destroy them? I mean, I said there's libertarian themes. Well, it's the entire, entire foreign policy that we have, yeah. Hey, uh, can you... Not only that, you, it's, a, it's our entire domestic policy. Look at the way that they treat anybody with uh, any sort of subversive thoughts or ideas. We must destroy you. Uh, third parties, we must destroy you because you can destroy us. We're looking at it happen right now in election season. Can you guys guess this quote? This is relevant. Um, I'm not going to say it exactly because I'm just trying to remember it. But it's no, like we know you're not going to say it exactly, Howie. We're, we're well aware. <laughs> that, was redu- that was a little redundant. 
<laughs> the, the leftist is opposed to competition because deep down they feel they're a loser. Exactly. Who said Bingo. that? But th- this describes the situation, right? But who's, who said oh, that? Does anybody know? Michael Malice. Daniel McAdams. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. JB, do you have a guess? Ron Paul. Did I say it? It's, uh, it's Rachel J- McAdams, I said. No. Well, you were Rachel McAdams. Yeah, I'll, give you all, I'll, I'll give you all one more guess. It's someone who's, in, j- it's someone who's in jail right now. Ross Ulbrich. No. Jail. Wesley Snipes. Nope. Just tell us, Howie. <laughs> yeah, Ted Kaczynski. I'm on a time frame. Ted Kaczynski. Oh, notably the Unabomber. He has got, he, if you read his description of the leftist, it is spot on. He yeah. knows the leftist. <laughs> it's, it's 100% accurate. It's like 100% accurate. All right. Well, they can go uh, listen to Freeman Beyond the Wall if they want to hear more about Ted continue, Kaczynski. Continue, folks. But for Wait. now. Pete interviewed Ted Kaczynski? No, no, he didn't oh, show about no. it. Okay. He, I was like, what? He is Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> the Dude. real Ted Kaczynski is Pete. If you, you guys, re- if, if you rearrange if, the letters in Quinones, it spells Kaczynski. If you, guys get him on, if you guys get him on before Pete, that would be such a like. Well, look, <laughs> why do you think he's Odie, called Felony Free Friday. Man Beyond the Wall? Because he oh, was yeah, Ted Kaczynski and he escaped prison. I feel like Odie won't set this up. I, maybe if I write him a letter in jail pretending I'm Odie. Odie won't even get OJ on. He's such a wuss. <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to write. I'm going to start. On. I'm going to start what writing part, Ted Kaczynski letters signed like John Odermatt. At P.S. Please come to my Felony Friday show. All right, come on. Let's get back on topic. Here. If you ever get to that part of the letter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she says he's got to <laughs> chill and keep his head down, basically. And she'll watch over him, him and let him live. And she'll tell them she, she's doing uh, experiments. And uh, she also says, oh, now I have to go to my boringly democratic vote. So there's a little criticism of, of democracy in yep, here, too. Everything yep. related to the, the vote and democracy. And uh, even a uh, friend says that earlier, little Rico McCartney says, oh, yes, yeah, so I vote against it. But it, it doesn't matter anyway. The vote doesn't even matter. It's predetermined. You know, so they, they're just of criticism of that in here um yeah so let's see um yeah so they say may get seven days the council says she gets seven days to complete her study on zed and then zed is going to be terminated uh then we get to the part where they do weird stuff to little rico do you want to describe that brian uh anybody yeah well hold on let me go back a little bit because i like how also so people come out like there's a scene where they're working or something like that and they're like oh we do it this way oh they have zed helping out with the chores right and yes. they go, oh, no, he can't help out with the chores. We all have to do it equally. So that's the only way to do it. Like everybody has to have an equal share, which just cracked me up because it's like the same way the leftists are thinking today, wherein, well, everybody has to be equal. Everybody has to have an equal share, even if there's a better way or somebody that can help out or a different way of thinking. Absolutely not. Has to be done this way. But then I said friend got canceled, a.k.a. Rico McCarthy. Uh, but yeah, fr- they canceled friend because he dared to have uh, the audacity to be an individual because they wanted to force him into joining them in this psychic realm, right? They call it what second meditation or something like that. They had some second, phrase the for second it. level, second level. Yeah. So he refused because he knew if he went to second level, they could probe his mind. I don't uh, want to go to second out. level. I won't. I won't. It was a very long, again, <laughs> too many seasons movie were, way too yeah the scene is like 10 minutes and then they start they doing this weird thing with their arms they're saying renegade renegade yeah didn't they like zap him he didn't die when they zapped him like that did you see the rest of the movie howie but i thought they i thought they bring people back you like just he plays a big role in the rest of the movie but they bring you back 
the movie's best practical effects are featured with yeah. friend later on so this uh Zed doesn't that like what's going on here he senses that there's there's a bad shit happening and ever sees what happens to friend here so he jets off and he gets to the periphery shield of vortex so this is vortex four i was right this is called vortex four there's it is but the yeah. vor the vortex itself is the protective barrier okay well whatever um yeah and he can't get out this is when you find he they live in this like per, yeah in that in this bubble basically that uh you know it's uh, basically a. Uh, it's Brooklyn. Uh, what do they call those things? Those little things with the stuff inside and the floats. Oh, this is the... great! A snow globe. Yes, a snow globe. Thank you. How would you not know that? It's basically it like they live in a snow globe. Uh, and then Connery ends up. He's looking for friend, uh, and he finds uh, that where all these old people are dancing, uh, and and uh, they finds friend, and half of friend's face is all old man now. Only half his face, not the whole face. Yeah. Um, I wish, how does that happen? Is the tabernacle like, all right, we're gonna age you, but just. One half? Yeah, I guess this is that like a, extra shitty. This was a special. He had punishment. a stroke during his aging dead. process, you know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't get why they only half aged him. Just just to make it just to make it. Maybe JB. Oh, we should start using that more. When JB <laughs> says that. When JB says a point that's half right. Maybe JB. Maybe JB. <laughs> Uh, they are they are amazed that when they learn that Zed can die. So they all all these old people they all agree. Oh, Zed can die. Well, we should give him back to death. So they all they get excited. They want to, they all go after Zed, who uh, starts running away from them until he finds the the best weapon possible. He finds a crutch and he starts swinging it around at all these old people. So that's enough to. I thought they, wait, did they until he figures him? out he could they wanted... he could beat up a million old people. <laughs> they said they want to <laughs> yeah, give him they... back to death. What do, what is else? Oh, does that sound I like thought for some reason I thought they wanted death like they like he was a they death do. ringer they wanted to die i they didn't do want they were to trying die. to kill him in that scene okay. they do all want to die but at first they were like oh we this guy can die oh we should give him the gift of being able to die because we can't do that so they, they were trying to you know help oh, him it's out. a kindness yeah, it's a kindness in their minds, how, it was how many how many 2020s sometimes would it take? death is a kindness how many 2020s sure. would it take for you to want to die <laughs> if you had just like groundhog day you had to live the year over and over and over again one and a half let's say 20 all right, let's try to get through this someday. Okay. Uh, so May, uh, we get more flashbacks. Uh, May is getting more flashbacks out of Zed's mind. Uh, we find out that Zed tells the story of how he lost his in- innocence by shooting at a face in a window. And he goes into this building, and uh, it's this giant library. And then there's these weird, like, I don't know, there's somebody in there that he's, like, sort of chasing or that's kind of messing with him. And we see these hands come out, and then they present this book. And the book is just floating there. So uh, Zed comes up and looks at the book. It's a children's book but he'd never seen a book before so he's getting all excited and i he basically he learns to read and he reads but the all learning the books. It came, it came easy learning it came learning easy. came easy <laughs> he, he reads all the books reading, in this came, library. reading came easy apparently in the same weekend he like learned to read and read all the books. easy yeah it does you know reading doesn't come that easy but hey what what do i know i'm not a zed i'm not a zardoz pimping does and uh, this is where he says he learned all that had been hidden from him before the darkness fell. And uh, this is also where she she finds out that uh, that he in fact did kill Arthur and that he knew he was Zardoz. So he, I mean, we we knew this the whole time, but and this is just when May really figures it out. And she also figures out um, his friends were also mutants. These other guys in the Reds, they were like him. They also had uh, superior physical uh, strength and superior mental powers. So it wasn't just uh, Zed here that had these powers. She's learning a lot more about what Zed is really all about and then he also talks about this one book that he found that really opened his eyes and she keeps asking 
asking, what is the book? What is the book during this whole story? And then, then finally, uh, it's revealed uh, that the book was The Wizard of Oz. And yeah. because he read The Wizard of Oz, that's how he knew that the giant Zardoz had, was fake and was really a wizard living behind it because he had read The Wizard of Oz. So that's what clued him yeah. into the whole thing. What wizard do you think about that? The way he was holding. It's fucking genius. I love the it. way he was holding it. He had his fingers over the W-I part. So it said like Zard and they said Oz is like, wait a second. This is from the book. Yeah, that's how we got the name. Yeah, that's how we got Zardoz. And then I finally, right. I, I, I literally clapped out loud. I went, that's Zard- That's how we got Zardoz. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I thought that was just a meaningless awesome. word. I was really impressed. I got to be yeah. honest. And she she keeps pressing Zed. She's like, were you doing this to find the truth or get revenge? Because Zed's kind of saying, like, I was just trying to figure out what was going on. I didn't know. But she keeps pressing and pressing him. And finally he admits, no, it's revenge. He was trying to go kill Zardoz. And, and he wasn't just curious. He, he was trying to do this on purpose. He hates Zardoz. Yeah. So uh, now I, I wrote here. He's a now, liar. I, I wrote, I guess they're going to make love now. So they start to, like, make out. Uh, but here Consuela shows up. And mm-hmm. uh, Consuela, since it's May, she says, like, oh, you're not supposed to be doing this. Look at you. So this is your science yeah. experiment here. So he says, she says that cock May is going to be a cock, 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 pretty good. Uh, <laughs> she says May is going to be aged 50 years, no less. Uh, so of course, Sean Connery starts to fight back with his best ability, which is rape. Uh, he doesn't actually rape, Michaela, but it, it does appear that that's, he it tries, appears, yeah, but they're, they're both trying like to mind rape each other though. Yeah, it appears that's what he's going to do. And then Sean um, Connery goes blind and runs into all of the threads. Stop running into threads, Sean Connery. Yeah, then, then all the elite <laughs> people come out and they, they like smother Sean Connery in plastic and then he he like breaks his arm through the plastic and they look they act like so shocked. <laughs> they were so he's like, Oh my god, how'd he break through this plastic? <laughs> it's like literally as thick as a Ziploc bag. And he was like, it's like pushing through, and they were like, he's clearly an Adonis. <laughs> Right, and uh, then Zed breaks out, and he gets over to the periphery, and he we, we then find out that his boys are there, his uh, his other like mutant boys are there. This was all a plan the whole fucking time. It is fi- it's finally we have this revelation now uh, that Zed was there. This is entirely planned. He entirely knew what he was going to do to go into the head to k- kill Arthur Frayne, kill Zardoz, and organize a way to break basically bring himself into the into uh, the vortex or what have you, and bring his boys in to to take them all out. This is all a giant plan. Zed was not just, you know, most of this movie you think he's just kind of curious and doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, but this is where we find out. This well, is hold on, all a simple thing. I want to go back for one second, Mark, because you skipped over, I think, the part because he's I running from all the people. They're hunting him on horseback and all this shit. Or maybe it's after this. I don't know. It's a lot of running. It's a lot of being hunted if you're Sean Connery and a lot of great hill sliding by whoever his stunt bun stubble is, by the way. But Sean Connery. Sean Connery does his own hill sliding stunts. Amazing. (laughs) Hill sliding. That's the one thing I can do. Um, So we skipped over, I think, the part where he runs into the apathetics, right? So full circle. We did not skip over that. That was coming next, but I'll let you describe it because we're there. Okay. I I couldn't remember when it happened exactly. So he's running away from all these people on horseback that are chasing him. Consuelo's hunting him down. And he runs into the, where the apathetics are because he's still waiting for his people to come across the vortex. So, He's in the apathetics, and this the chick that he was fondling and half-raping earlier comes up, and she's like, oh, yes, I'm so inspired. And she kisses him, right? And from that, she's like, she's like, we take life from you. And again, I couldn't help thinking like, okay, these fucking apathetic elites take life from people that have something to give. Like, this is like government in action. We're stealing the life out of you. You who are going out against the norm, you who are going out and dare to be different and get, dare to think for yourself and dare to act on your own. We're stealing your life because that's the only thing that gives us 
I, I took that part differently. I took that as like um, you're giving us life by by show by being by being here and doing yeah, this revolution. Yeah, me too. But they were the but they yeah. tried to kill. Yeah. But they they tried to like kill him though. They were like so uh, smothering him though. No, that's but I thought saying. that's they're why they were passing taking, it around. Weren't they, they passing are, it? Yeah, but then they were going. They were passing it around at first, and then it was kind of like blah, more and more and more, and that's why he had to like push him away and run. Oh, they yeah, tried to start. It, it was almost like they became into a frenzy of like once they yeah, got a taste like a, of, of him. Um, a vampiric yeah. frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. vampires. Is they just wanted to suck him dry. Yeah, well, and, it's too bad she was so apathetic earlier. She could have done that. <laughs> and then all these people, they're taking the life and like tasting it, and then they start making out and uh, with each other. And, and then, then uh, it's just a big old orgy. And, yeah, and, then, and ta- exactly. uh, to paint a tapestry. Well, we skip immediately. <laughs> we skip from day to night to paint a tapestry. Uh, yes, paint the tapestry. <laughs> Sud- Zed is running away from the old people, and suddenly uh, we find that uh, it's orgy time, basically. like, it, And it's orgy time with – it's now like the apathetics that were formerly apathetics are now not apathetic. And like the yep. old people are getting involved in the whole thing now, and it's just – uh, it's it's a uh, it's crazy. There's people, getting, people they're murdering fucking, people. They're having orgies. It's, it's yeah. Wild. They're like they're like oh we killed a renegade and then we were overcome with lust and they're all just naked fucking just all naked <laughs> <laughs> to paint a tapestry. <laughs> and then okay, so moving on. So then Zed realizes that you know Arthur Friend, aka Rico McCarthy, had hinted at now, Arthur Friend is different from Arthur is from Friend. I mean people. I mean uh, Friend. What's his first name? His name's his friend. Oh, friend. So anyway, friend. friend. So it. So Zed goes back to the friend den because he realizes that they're talking about this tabernacle and how it's for eternal and has infinite memory space. And Zed's so intelligent that he looks at a crystal and he realizes that a crystal, a diamond, has infinite refraction space in which to keep. If you're, you if skip you're, past something that we have to mention, and that is when okay, they dress ahead. Sean Connery up as a bride to bring him oh, to yeah. friend. <laughs> they, they disguise him as a bride because he says, I, bring, bring me to friend. I need to find friend. So they dress yeah. him up. For some reason, they dress him up as a bride, and then they reveal, like, oh, ready to kiss the bride? And they pull it back, and it's, it's Sean Connery in drag. I don't know what the point of that was, but it was hilarious. Now you can proceed. Now you can proceed to describe the crystal. Yeah, so they get in the friend den, and uh, and Sean Connery's thinking because he's like, I know I have to destroy the tabernacle, and the tabernacle's talking to him, right? Because it's everywhere and it's uh, it's eternal in this area. This is and all. I think we skipped a lot of stuff here, actually, because we skipped the part where Ar- Arthur Frayn appears again and tries to stab Zed, but it's a fake knife, and then he says, "Oh uh, yeah, because oh, oh yeah, because Ar- so the tabernacle. If we didn't say this already, they live forever because the tabernacle reincarnates them forever, uh, forever and ever." And the tabernacle is something that is designed by these people. The old people designed the tabernacle to give these people a shot at, at basically perfecting human society. So they couldn't die. They were protected. They had, you know, they, they had all the time in the world to make a great society. Yet the people that designed that society have been regulated to this crazy old folks uh, nut home where they dress in tuxedos and dance and blow party horns all the time and drink champagne. Yes. Yes. Good summary. So there you go. Also, also somewhere in here, Consuela goes to try to kill him, and uh, somehow just instead falls in love with him and becomes the new love interest. That was reason. after after he goes to the tabernacle. I thought Mm-mm, it's right now. It's right before that. My notes okay. are in chronological order. Okay. So uh, so anyway, so Consuela yeah falls in love. Zed goes and is drawn inside the tabernacle by the tabernacle itself, and then has one of the most drawn out lengthy, retarded goddamn scenes in the history of movie making where he's walking around with mirrors and then there's uh, shit man, projected you're, on You're skipping face. over the entire conversation with the crystal when he... I, he well, because I, I got to leave in four minutes. Well, that's, not, that's not the <laughs> listener's fault. They shouldn't be subjected to your... All right, go. Well, go, go through with it. 
But no, no, I don't feel too like long. It. All these scenes are too goddamn long. Yeah, I don't, go on. I don't care. He talks to the crystal, and that's how he figures out that the tabernacle is the crystal. Basically, it was well, I, I was ta- I was saying that because he the tabernacle crystal is talking about you know infinite refraction and how yeah. and he's like and he Zed puts it together that you can only have infinite memory space if you have infinite refraction, like in a crystal. And he and he goes the tabernacle says, "I'm in the palm of your hand," and he's holding a crystal. But the tabernacle has the power to suck him inside. So really, I don't know. He didn't have he didn't have shit in his hand. Yeah, but then uh, then we go to this crazy scene where he's in the crystal. There's all these mirrors. He shoots himself in inside the one of the mirrors, and that kills that version of him. But that's not really him. Um, yep. Let's see. That's Which, by the way, if you have you seen Conan the Barbarian, or it's, maybe it's Conan the Destroyer. From the guy, he says he's got two minutes left. We're going on another. This another is tangent. very important. Yeah, go ahead. In Conan I'm the sure. Destroyer, <laughs> yeah, you guys have you seen Conan the Destroyer? Because Conan the Barbarian also fights himself against the other the Blue Magician. Oh yeah, that is a great scene. Awesome scene where he also has to kill, kill a guy in the mirror. Not quite as good as this scene. <laughs> Not quite as good, but it was a lot shorter, which I fucking greatly I wonder if it was inspired by this movie. I bet it was for sure. Uh, and then, okay, real quick. So then a message about, I think the message o- overall is about evolution to overcome human caused imbalance. Uh, yeah. You know, don't, don't put yourself in a bubble and then refuse to evolve. You need to evolve. You need to have, the ability to evolve and and grow and if you try to control everything and control nature and deny you know this and that it's a fucking wrong idea that's what i took away from this and then we'll get into the weird end scene with yeah well zed zed emerges from this thing with with powers basically it seems he, he can just control everything he's putting back with his mind it seems all political powers destroyed uh he's now being followed by this harem of women as well as uh rika mccartney friend they're all they're all following him now uh he's basically like in charge um let's see they, they, they oh, let's talk about how the fact that uh, but rico mccartney gets so the zardoz gang comes in all of his friends come in and murder everybody and they're willing and waiting for it they're happy to see it yeah so you're totally friend a bunch of stuff but yeah Ah, well, I don't care. <laughs> well, this is when we find out that uh, that that she, we don't even know who she is. They reference she, maybe that is like God or something, that Zed was actually created. He was bred. He was bred for the purpose of coming here to destroy them. Um, and so Arthur Frayne, and we also find out that Arthur Frayne was the guy who set up the book. So Arthur Frayne was not only manipulating the Brutalists, but he was also the one who manipulated Sean Connery into becoming the person that would go kill Arthur Frayne and become ba- and come back to the Vortex and kill everybody. So, so Arthur yeah. was committed this whole thing and there's a scene where uh zed uh arthur and friend are talking about this like oh well i would i manipulated him and then friends is like yeah but they and then, no, no uh, sean connery zed says no but these other guys they 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 just manipulated you so you're just a manipulator too <laughs> so i got 10 more minutes it's, by the way a, I, the, I decided the deterministic timeline and and them yeah. and <laughs> their calvinist god has predetermined everything so yeah. yeah, there you go. I did and, love um, how though friend and uh, so they're talking. Yeah, you played this and that, and so now we're at the point where the the heathens get over the gates. The heathens get uh, well. Um, I'm still on the fact that er, there's a really funny scene when um, when uh, the stone head falls to the guy from the sky, and uh, you know, oh, yeah. now, now they're doing this like yoga thing or whatever. And uh, Zed tells May to like take the crystal and go through the wall with her friends and just you know take off, and he's he's got it from here basically. And uh, he gives all the women on the horsebacks high fives on his way back. Oh, yeah. and I, was just, <laughs> I just laughed so hard. I thought that was so fucking out of place, out of place, hilarious. Good game. Good guy. And yeah, and Zed is basically God now. Uh, Arthur is here. He, he's he's basically the god of this place now with all his mutant buddies. 
And um, yeah, Arthur is here and he says, yeah, this is where he says like he carefully bred Zed and that he, he reveals that he was the man in the library. And uh, but that, yeah, and then Zed, like this is what I referenced a second ago. See, Zed tells Arthur that he was bred and led himself. And then uh, Arthur says, we've all been used and abused and amused. It's, it's uh, Arthur and <laughs> Arthur and friend are having this conversation now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they call him Zed the Liberator. And uh, now, of course, uh, now that he has liberated uh, some of those elites and they, they see things differently, they're, they're going off to live. You know, a different life outside of the vortex. Now it's time for Zed and the mutants to kill everybody, all the old people and friend. They're all they've all been waiting to die for so long. Uh, yeah. So now they all get their wish, and now we just have a, a giant, uh, a giant, a giant slaughter scene where they just go around shooting everybody. Some of them are just like playing violins and playing music. Other them, others are begging to be killed. Uh, Some it's are just, fucking. It's, some are fucking. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a giant massacre, but they all seem pretty thrilled with it. So would you say this is not an NAP violation since they were all literally begging to be killed? Not an NAP violation. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a proponent of assisted suicide, so I have to say. That. In this case, I think it's fair to say yep. they have lived for so totally long, agreed. they were so miserable that uh, they were totally justified. Now it it, uh, it does appear they might have done this anyway because uh, they were there to take over and, <laughs> yeah. and, and end the whole yeah. system. Yeah, potato, potato. That's well, and Zed and you know. the mutant should already be in jail for their previous nap violations. Well, <laughs> true, all the rapes. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, and the murders and the forced labor camps because we didn't talk about this, but the uh, the brutals were also totally by Zardoz to grow wheat in the fields because he was trying to basically establish an outside realm outside the vortex that was livable. So they had his his minions, the uh, the Bandolero rape boys, tell all the other guys because there's all these other people that are kind of dressed like uh, Dickinsonian poor people that just lived that they would shoot and murder and make enforce. Yeah. Like these, like the plebs, I guess, whoever they are, like the under the underclass who had to farm. Right, so they forced them to farm to rebuild society because the end result for Arthur Friend was that he wanted society to be you rebuilt You keep combining Ar- Arthur and Friend and by calling him Arthur Friend, but that's classic McLean. I mean, Arthur... What the fuck's the guy's name? Frain. 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 Well, that's... Shame of this movie, we're having goddamn people that sound the same. That's why I call him Rico McCartney. <laughs> so we're not <laughs> yeah, so non-Rico... Zar- I'll just call him Zardoz. So Zardoz has been training them basically training them to become self-sufficient, to grow wheat, to basically rebuild society after some, whatever great war befell everything, because everything outside is completely destroyed. Right, because so, everybody, the people that ran the different like areas, like that was just one area that Arthur Frayne was was running, and they all pretty much yeah. like have autonomy. They didn't, they didn't even really realize what he was doing there, and that he was breeding these basically genetically and mentally oh, yeah? superior. I missed yeah. that part. That's the oh, part. Yeah, this, I, like, each one giant... of the immortals had their little quadrant that they were god of. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not no. each one of them. That's but not they, true. No, they did because they were like. Uh, well, they were like, oh, well, maybe. They, well, yeah, they talked about it in one scene where they said, like, oh, no one wants to run the, the Outlands. I thought there were just different areas. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's just the one guy that was I, running that area. Well, you know how they're like Vortex, whatever needs this. I think they were right. in control of the Vortexes, but he was in charge of the Outlands. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Each of them controlled different Vortexes, but that he controlled the Outlands. Okay. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at this point. So um, at the. Yeah, go ahead. You can I just it. want to say, can we talk just about. Okay, so clearly, you know what's going to happen, right? The, in the one of the again the the ending of this movie was as weird as the beginning. <laughs> they they <laughs> kill everybody, and then you just have them. Of course, you see all you see is Sean Connery sitting there next to to Consuela, and of course she has a baby. And you're like, okay, fine. So the baby happens. You're like, okay, we expected that. But then it keeps going and going until they become fucking old people skeletons. It's artistic. Yeah, well, a, I wrote down this note. This movie is 80% genius and 20% artistic retardation. 
Yeah, it was a little too. I honestly felt part of me felt like this is all supposed to be happening in one day. Them aging, the whole thing. Oh no, no, no. I know, but it was hilarious the way they the way they shot it with them just sitting there. And that was a different part. Did we miss the part? He had sex with all those other immortals, right? And like they had like different so. things on their faces. Do you remember when they were like giving him different information or something like that? Like each like. Oh there was yeah. Like a, we- we did miss that part. You're right. That was when he was getting educated by them. Yeah. Through. Was he having sex with those women? And that's how the that, information that, was being so, passed. Yeah. Wait, said, that's the gonna... scene I was talking about. Well, that's yeah. So when I was talking about the scene that was way too long, it was 10 minutes of okay. just flashing yeah, yeah. images projected on Sean Connery's face. And each, and each woman, it was like a different aspect of knowledge. There was like courses. Yeah, yeah. He was like, like gonna, fucking his way through college. They said or they're going to educate, educate you. Through <laughs> that's touch. how you learn. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like the matrix they were like we're gonna teach you yeah you know, whatever and zardoz like i know kung fu you know <laughs> yeah that was an important scene that we skipped over i think it's pretty impressive we only missed one important scene amongst all this nonsense though well i tried to talk about it but then you said i was skipping over because i thought you were, uh, i thought i thought you were in the crystal later at that point so there's a lot of crystal stuff going. so on. what do you guys give it what's your grade Oh boy! <laughs> How do you even grade this movie? Because to grade it almost almost justifies comparing it to other films, which is just Hard. outrageous. Because it's so on such a different level than, than than any other film out there. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna let you guys talk about it first. I don't mean what's our grading system. Are we doing the pause up, pause down? The lions, the lions, pause up, pause down. That we bring bring out once a year. What I think it should be pa- I, well. Pause up, pause down is fine. But what we if we want pause multiple pause involved? Well, there's four pause on a lion, pause. so you can you can rate it out. Oh, yeah, I, thought, I thought it was out of four pause because a yeah, lion. It is exactly okay. So out of four pause, then. Well, JB, go. What's your, you what's your rating? Well. <sighs> Honestly, I I wanted to like this movie. I really, really wanted to, but I honestly can't say that I did. Oh, I'll be honest. I honestly, it was just two seventies. I told you this thing. I do have a thing. There's a, a big I'm drop JB. off. I hate nudity. It's like yeah, but like I don't need to watch a, like this seventies movie to see tits. Like it's twenty twenty. Come on, McLeans. <laughs> well, no, this that, come on, it's not nineteen ninety three. It's so authentic. Yeah, yeah, no. it's not nineteen ninety three anymore. I need more than that now. Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. be serious. They're old now. Yeah, old like now. that's in the back of your mind <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it's like this thing felt like a Masters of Fine Art thesis project, and it, the acting was like weird. Like I've seen Sean Connery act even in the seventies. He can act way better than. This. So he's acting like this on purpose. Right. He's acting poorly no, on and purpose. And this is what I thought about the movie. So I'm like, like, what I was saying earlier. Yeah. I think that parts of this movie I later realized were supposed to be intentionally bad acting because he's supposed to be acting in the movie. He's acting yeah, like, like a dumb affected. Yeah, it was like not. Yeah, yeah it was so affected. And yeah. I, I get that. I guess that's the point. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I just I was couldn't get into it. Problem too in the beginning. I'm like, why is Sean Connery being such a bad actor here when he's It not? was just so <laughs> random and he ridiculous. He's a good actor. He's so good. He can play a bad actor. So amazing. All right, hold on. I do. I actually do have to leave now. So let me give my my quick review to you guys. Well, no, we're gonna I we're, give it. We're gonna sign off. Yeah, give the, give your. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll give three out of four paws up. I watched this movie. My dad, uh, you know, went to Temple and mastered in in or majored, got his master's in film. So he loves this movie. We watched it when I was maybe like 15, 16. I love this movie. I think it's awesome. The only reason I didn't give it four paws up was because of the ponderously self-masturbatorily long 70s bullshit projecting crap on people's faces and stupid scenes, which pissed me off. But otherwise, I think the movie is great. I think the themes are amazing. I think it's uh, a 
a really fascinating story, and I love watching it. I've seen it six times. I'll watch it again anytime. When this movie started, I was ready to give it a two, and by the end, I couldn't give it anything but a four. Four fucking oh, odds. Boy. Odds. All right. Because I go on this. I go, this is what I really want to write a movie on. Can I rewatch it? Can I rewatch it with new people? And while will I be watching it, excited to see how they react to it? And this checks all the boxes right there. So boom. Yep. Can I? And say also, JB, how can you say you want to have it as your Halloween costume and give it such a poor grade? Well, I haven't even given my grade, but I'll give my grade now. And I will have to, in good conscience, I'll have to give it one paw. But what? But, oh my no, god! No, no, but but I'm willing to watch it again. I'm willing to give it another try. This Perhaps is a movie I think I like better. You watch, on it, watch it with Howie. Watch it with Howie yeah. to see it for the first time because yeah. <laughs> I think this is a movie that might grow on me on rewatch. So I'm willing <laughs> to give it another shot. About It'll it, yeah. grow on you like a badly animated erection. Sorry to burst your bubble, but I will not be watching this again. I just, I don't like You, you didn't movies. watch it the first time! I don't like old movies. So um, what's your rating? I would give this two ratings. I would give it a 2020 rating of two paws. I gotta I saw, go. This is gonna take too long. If I Bye! saw this, if I saw this, free. if I saw this in 1974, I probably would have given it three paws. You weren't alive in 1974, so you don't get to do that. I'm just saying, if I saw it back then before I knew what movies could be and what, how things could be better. Before way better movies came out? Yeah. Like in, the, <laughs> in the day and age of really great movies. And what came out first, this or 2001 Space Odyssey? That's the question. I don't know. Because I wanted to determine what kind of effects were available. I don't know, man. That's just all right, too. People are like, oh, it's so great. 1968. So, yeah. so and okay. this came out in 74, right? I can't give right? the technology excuse then. <laughs> we no, the it wasn't. Ta- yeah, I think 70, by 74, This I felt this was bad on purpose. I think it's like partially the, bad on purpose, and it's partially a budget issue. They don't really well, what, have what like year did Clockwork effects. Orange come out? Because I thought that was better. That came out in the 60s, too, didn't it? Late 60s? Yeah, I thought Clockwork Orange was 70s, but it could be. I right. prefer that. 71. I w- would watch it again. Prefer it to what? 2001? Oh, yeah, Clockwork Zardo. Orange is 71. Zardos. I like Clockwork Orange. So Zardos. Yeah, if we're going to compare, compare Stanley Kubrick movies, my, my four paws is something. Yeah, wait. The director of this movie, did he also direct a couple of other famous things? I noticed, like, things I wasn't expecting. Like... Uh, he directed uh, uh, what's it called? Um, what's that movie where uh, yeah, uh, Leo gets raped? He directed the, he, he directed the Remnant uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Most people don't know that. John Borman is his name. I yeah, John Borman. Is that the one where he got raped by a bear? Yeah, but I, I made that up. He didn't direct that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He directed a bunch of other. He directed Deliverance. Yeah, Deliverance. Yeah, the that's Exorcist the one. Two. Those are the two big ones. I'd say that. Excalibur. I never saw any of <laughs> his movies. It. The Tailor of Panama. I feel like I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. You might have never seen Deliverance, but I guaranteed you've seen it reference in pop culture. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. One of the I, most I, I, know, I know about it, but yeah. I haven't seen it. The whole squealing in the bayou thing. It's pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to really rate this as a movie, it's obviously not as good a movie as anything Stanley Kubrick has any made or any real good movie. But... I'm not a. I'm not here as a movie critic. I'm here as someone who is going to enjoy a movie or not, and I freaking enjoyed the hell out of this movie. And there are a lot of themes when you get when you get past the initial cheesiness of it, and you actually start to look into what they're saying. Uh, it, there are many themes there. There's definitely criticisms of communism, criticisms of democracy, and I think that's why young Anthony Meyer chose this film beyond the fact that it's just ridiculous. Is that he did see that there were some themes that he he trusted the lions to uh, to ferret out of it by the end. But yeah. 
What are you guys' thoughts? Anything, any other themes? I know how Yeah, I guess I could see that, but there was a lot of also goon squad and mass slaughter in there oh, yeah. that I feel that kind uh, of runs. 1972, JB, what do you want? <laughs> that kind of runs antithetical to the whole libertarian idea of non-aggression. But other than that... Well, a libertarian you know, theme doesn't mean that everyone in the movie acted libertarian. Nobody well, no, 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 I'm just saying, that's just... That, that was just a very did. strong theme. The, uh, um, there was not one libertarian character. I think that's... What about Friend? Did he do anything bad? He seemed nice enough. Uh, well, actually, maybe Friend. All right. <laughs> he seemed to only just be a part of it, but didn't like, he never really wanted to, he voted against he everything. He yeah, never yeah, like yeah. wanted to, to, he never wanted to sentence anybody to anything. He had been sentenced to age a few times. So I think, I think friend is a candidate for not violating the NAP. He didn't I even want to go we, to the second I bet, it, I bet if we knew his full past, it would be a no, but I'm sure from what we, from what we've seen. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll go with that. Yeah. I'm sure he had a, a bad date or two that went too far. Probably. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, kids. Well, uh, it's been fun hanging out here. I feel like uh, this is the same show because we just did a conspiracy corner the other day uh, for our patrons, and this just feels like an extension of that. It never, never ends. So we have so much fun behind the wall here. Not, not the free man wall that uh, that Pete slash Ted is behind, but uh, the wall, the Patreon <laughs> wall, the Patreon wall that funds this show, that lets us live stream, that lets us have this Zoom technology, uh, that lets us go to events that we didn't end up going to this year because of certain things, but uh, that will enable us to go to more events in the future. Uh, check it all out at patreon.com slash lions of liberty for as little as $50 a month. You can be just like Anthony and, and make us review the movie or of your choice or do anything else at all you want on this show because you get to control an episode at the Nittany level. And uh, But we have levels for all people, levels for everybody, and everybody at the $5 and higher up gets to hear the Conspiracy Corner that we just recorded. Why don't you guys, uh, since you're actually here, right after recording one, do you want somebody want to give me a preview of what we just did on Conspiracy Corner? Because I already forgot, to be honest. Howie, what do we talk about? Come on. QAnon. Okay, thank you. That's all we'll say. We talked about QAnon. And until next time, friends, live long <laughs> and, and live, live free. free. I didn't want to start. Free. No one wants to be the one to start. Free.